Welcome to the Six Sides of Life. I am your host, John Exum. Today is part two of our Marriage Trilogy series. Last week, we had an intense conversation on relationships before the marriage. And now we're going to share some insight about the marriage and peer into a little into our own marriages. So to start off today's show, we're going to start off with our first question of the day, and we're going to go to Rob. Rob, from your perspective, what is the role of a husband or wife in a marriage? Should they subscribe to any gender role? Thanks, John, for that uh, question. Uh, so about gender roles and about, you know, what role is a, a wife and a husband in a marriage, I can take from my own marriage. Um, I've been married for five and a half years. Um, and I think for us, when it comes to the role of a marriage, it's really about uh, focusing on each other's strengths. I don't necessarily think that it is necessary to subscribe to normal gender roles, like the wife has to do all the cooking, the wife has to do all the cleaning, okay. the wife has to do all of the, the child rearing and the, you know, uh, taking care of the child. That's not necessarily, I think, needed in marriage, because as you see, nowadays, both parents are working. Both, mm -hmm. you know, partners in a marriage are working. So, to just to say, we're going to subscribe to normal gender roles where it's just one, this person does this, and this person does that. I don't necessarily think that's the case. However, from a male perspective in a marriage, I think it's extremely important. And I think you made this point last week. A man needs to be a provider, okay? For a man's role, he needs to be bringing something into the household. He also needs to be a protector. I think regardless of any other situation, whether, you know, the work status, you know, who's making more, a man needs to be a provider and needs to be a protector in his household, which means that a man needs to provide something that the house, something that is invaluable to the household. Now, me personally, the way that um, my wife Lauren and I, you know, operate in our marriage, we both work, we both contribute, uh, of course, to the finances and to how uh, you know the household is run. But when it comes to you know, making decisions uh, on uh, you know key key roles or key decisions in our marriage, it's going to be a joint decision, okay? And of course, if somebody has a better point of view, we'll take that, that person's point of view. She does most of the cooking. You know, I do, uh, some, I do some of the cleaning uh, when it comes to, you know, laundry or, you know, dishes and things of that nature, cleaning around, around the house. That's mostly, you know, she usually is the, does the one, does most of that cleaning. But in terms of does there have to be a specific gender role I don't think that is uh, important in a marriage, mainly because when it comes down to how a marriage should function, it's really going to be based off the, the partners. Do they, you know, what are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? What are ways that they can, uh, you know, help, you know, with the actual relationship? That is going to be more important than saying, hey, you're a man, you have to make more money, you have to uh, pay all the bills. You're a woman, you have to clean, you have to do all the cooking. You have to do the, uh, you know, the child rearing, uh, you know, duties. That is, it, that's extremely important. All right. Um, Ozzy, we want you to chime in on that. What are your thoughts? Um, with uh, gender roles, you know, it's, it's, it's 2020. So kind of like, I mean, this isn't the early 1900s as Rob was alluding to um, in terms of, 
having uh, the wife st stays at home and does all the, the cooking and cleaning, the man works and comes home. Yeah, that stuff, I think it's kind of, it's it's gone you know it's it's old-fashioned you know now i know in my marriage um i've been married uh for almost for, for almost three years now in no uh, for two years sorry in january and um you know we both work she she's a real estate um, agent i'm a teacher and a coach and right. we both kind of kind of half and half our bills a little bit and so um really in this day and age i think I agree with Rob in the sense of the man um, is still viewed and should be the uh, protector of the household as the uh, provider as well. Um, now that is not to say that um, he, he, he should pay every bill. I think every marriage is, um, is unique into itself. You know, if you feel like, Hey, I, I'm with a man in the house, I'm paying every bill by all means, you know, have fun. Um, but if you guys feel more comfortable, um, you know, splitting bills, I think that's important. Um, as long as you can agree with what you're doing in terms of what your role is in the house. Like me, I, I always do the dishes. That's right. kind of like my, my chore. Um, she, she likes to sweep. I hate doing the, I hate sweeping, so I don't sweep. Who cooks? Um, but it's one of those things where, if you're going in there, if you're going um, to have 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 roles, I just feel like each person, you know, each each relationship needs to talk needs to talk about what is the expectation in their marriage of what you expect to 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 do. If a wife says, "I expect uh, my man to to protect me at all costs, to answer at the front door if the front door is open, to you know, be our guardian." Then, as a man, you you will rise up and and kind of vice versa. All right. Um, I wanted to tag another question: Who cooks in the household? Um, we we kind of do both now during the school year because I coach two sports. I'm out the house 15, 16 hours a day, so I usually come home with to a cooked meal. Um, but in the summers, like I'm big on breakfast, so like on Saturdays, I I'm, I'll make breakfast. Um, but I would say she does most of it. All right. I'm more of a baker, so I, so if there's something baked baked in the house, I'll I'll bake it. But we kind of we both cook to an extent. All right. Lenny, same question. From your perspective, what is the role of a husband or wife in a marriage? Well, from my perspective, the uh, role is, is should be in my household is mixed. Um, of course, of course, we uh we split the bills, we pay the bills. I pay the, the electricity, I pay the cable, and all we have to pay for. Uh, we share the rent, and then um we pay our own separate bills um that we pay for. Um, but things like cleaning and stuff like that, it go both ways. I'm out the house in the morning. Um almost every day and she's when she's not in school she's home so she gets to clean and she and matter of fact she loves cleaning so she rather me had rather me be outside the house and and for her she has the whole morning and she cleans to all her ratchet music and she just cleans <laughs> and uh and that's that's her thing and she and she loves that and she picks a day out of the week and she does it 
Um, so I'm grateful for having her to do that, but she hates washing dishes. She loves to cook, but all the stuff that's in the, uh, that she uses is sitting in the sink. So guess who does to do it? It's not her. She's not going to do it. So it's me. So I, I have no problem doing the dishes, taking out the trash and all that. Um, so, uh, that's my cleaning part, but I think, um, you have to talk to your spouse. You have to talk to the person that, um, that you're with and, and, and see what's good for you. Both of you guys got to compromise. And that's what we did. We compromised the things she loves to cook. I cook maybe since I've been here, married, I must say probably four times, five times, maybe. All right. Um, mostly basically, basically baked potatoes, my specialty, specialty potatoes that she likes. So uh, only thing that I cooked and eggs and or breakfast stuff. Yeah. But um, other than that, it's just really you got to focus on what is good for you guys together. Everybody's going to be different. Everybody, every every couple is going to be different. And that's what uh, that, that we got to worry about is yourselves. Don't worry about other people. Worry about yourself um, and, and worry about your couple. Um, you guys are together. You focus on we focus on, on being together. We focus on trying to um, compromise um together and that's what we need to do we compromise if we compromise i think uh gender role is just who who wants to do it more who who has the better like you can say better who could do it better i can say awesome. and if you do it better then you take that role and uh, i think uh this shouldn't be unless i know i know the man should be a protector provider you, you got that that's locked in you got to be that but everything else is compromising and go from there all right thank you for that all right our next question i want us to dive into a little bit uh, and this one is, this one's a tough one um it, it also depends on the stage of marriage you're in so for this question we want to start off with ozzy and then we want to go to nate after but the question is how do you ward off cheating in your marriage Oh man! Oh man! Mm, this is a hot that's one. A, that's a testy question, is it? Yes, um, it is. First off, let me start by saying that black men don't cheat. Um, uh, but that that being said, I think um, there is a trust factor, of course, in your marriage that has to be absolutely vital. And and so, how do you award off cheating? Um, you you got to have some you know, resistance skills, um, to uh, be honest, there's, there's this theory out there that once you're in a relationship and whether it's dating or married, that for, for some females, you become a lot more attractive and they want to, you know, throw themselves at you. Now that that's not every female. So don't, I'm not hating, hating, hating on girls, but it's one of those things where when you're married, you know, I believe back then a ring scared girls off. For, and I'm talking about just for my case. So I guess, so as a man speaking, um, I don't believe that's true anymore. It's the same thing for males. I think, you know, back then, you know, if a guy saw a girl married, they would, you know, oh, no, I ain't messing with her. I think that has also waned some in this day, day and age. So um, to really, to really answer your your question, the best way to ward it off is a, you gotta be strong. I mean, you, you don't get married to, to cheat. 
You know, you get married to, um, in, in your vows, you're vowing to spend the rest of your life with that person. And the, and the honest truth is, if you even have the inkling, the thought, or maybe even the feeling that, man, you know, for the right girl, I don't know, then you don't need to get married. Um, so when, if you already are married, you need to let, like, if, if you feel like a female is coming on to you, if you're a man, you need to let them know I'm married, okay? And you also need to let them know I don't cheat. And you need to be able to, to, to understand there's going to be some people that you can't talk to. There's going to be some people that you can't that you can't associate with. If you're, if you feel like that person um, could call could cause you to to cheat, then you need to eliminate that person from your life. That could very well mean it could be a person that you've been close with your whole entire life. If they cannot see that line and not put you in that uh, position, and you feel like you might not be able to control yourself with that person around then you need to do yourself a favor respect your spouse enough to know this ain't gonna work like you know i can't do this i love this person too much and their their feelings their heart um their thoughts are too important to me to ruin it on you and so um i, I will say to ward off cheating is hard because I think the the um, cheating manual has changed to it ain't just folks that date you know folks that are married you know it's kind of no holds barred now uh -huh. um, so we so we got to make sure that um, that you respect the person that you married up it's it's about respect if you're cheating and stealing are two are two most disrespectful things that you can do to another human being. So if you're willing to cheat on somebody, then you don't respect them. Hmm. So to, to kind of follow up on that question before we go to Nate, um, do you feel um, after you got married, more more women's eyes were on you? I'll tell you a funny story. Uh -huh. So when me and uh, when me and Anna Tanara started dating, um, I was very reluctant to to date out the athlete. You know, I was a team team captain. I really wasn't getting. I didn't want to get distracted with dating. I wanted just you know just kind of play football and live and be me. Um, so a funny story was when we started dating. There was another girl who um, <laughs> was trying to make her move on me at about the same time, and I chose. Um, with Tanara, and there mm. was, it wasn't a secret that we, that me and her were um, that that we were dating, and let's just say that did not stop that girl from, from making advances um, to making it very known to not just me but to to uh, Tanara that she was still interested in me and had no problem wrecking our home. If that makes sense. Um, while now, while I've been married, I I've kind of just if it's happened, I haven't seen it. I've been a naive. Um, so, um, I've kind of just been chilling. I've kind of kept my nose clean. And, you know, if, if I feel like, you know, somebody might see us that, that way, I exit stage left. <laughs> you, know, you know, I kind of just distance myself. Um, but, but a Tanara, she, she will say that she has seen 
other um, females uh, might, you know, they'll double take, they'll they'll um, do some, they'll talk, they'll talk, they'll talk about me outside of the schoolhouse in terms of like parents or something. So I think she she sees it. I just chill out. I don't, I don't pay any mind to it. Mm, okay, Nate. From your perspective, share with the good people. Nate, are you there? Hello, hello, hello. Nate, you're there? I'm here, I'm here. All right. Um, my perspective on cheating. That's right, brother. Um, that's bad business. That's my keyword. Always bad business. Um, I believe that um, once you do your your your, your vows, you it's death you part. Like there's no other way we can. Nothing else. Nothing goes wrong in our marriage unless we're dead. One of us are dead, or both are dead. Um, so looking at um, even when you start off as I mean, you can actually, if you will, you can tell even when you become boyfriend and girlfriend or fiance, like some of the tendencies, some of the Oh, they like women on purpose put on certain clothes to attract attention from other men. Um, and that you know, attention, somebody may be more aggressive and be like, Hey, you look good, baby, how you doing? And then she, and by her just you know, saying the simplest, I'm I'm fine or I'm married, and keep walking, she's like, I'm fine, and you, and then boom, now the window's open, and now he keep coming to, Well, you know what. I gotta run real quick. I can get your number, and she's just thinking, "Oh, it's something simple. Something, you know, it's not really that serious." She gives the number to the guy, and keep moving on, while the husband is chilling, playing video games at home, watching sports. You know what I'm saying? Living his life, mm-hmm. and then you know she doesn't tell him of the encounter. I feel like that's real love when you can have an encounter, even if it was like for fun or whatever, and you can share that with your I wouldn't say other half. I say your other whole, if you will. But, All right. Um, you sit there and so then you, Harry May, you like texting and entertaining on social media, all that good stuff, and and then boom, something occurs. Oh, we were out and about, and this happened. No, it didn't happen. You, the, the cheating is a is the biggest thing in marriages right now, and that's why a lot of folks don't want to get married. Because they feel like their significant other is going to cheat, mm-hmm. um, or may have the tendencies to cheat, and they don't want to be hurt like their friends or maybe a relative, and that's why uh, marriage is frowned upon. That's why everyone like you know I don't have to get married because it's just a title. It's not something like with substance anymore like it used to be. Like back in the day, you get married and you just married and you walk around like nowadays. Like back in the day, they would have their rings on their fingers all the time. Right. If they're, if they're cooking, they'll make take it off, put it back on after they, you know, whatever. Nowadays, you don't know who's married because they're on their fingers. Mm. So, uh, and then, and then, then when you ask them, they might, they might depend on, on, on how they look. You might say, no, I ain't mad. We divorced, so we separate. While he or she got another apartment somewhere else that the other spouse don't know about, and they have their whole different life that they're living. And so, the from the having the wedding ring from having you know every time you walk like you can tell me like sometimes when i'm looking at women or whatever 
I can tell who's married. You by the way, like when they walk straight and they have a hundred yard stare, they're not looking around to see who's looking at them. They just walking. When somebody says, "Hey, beautiful," they keep walking because mm. they know they know they have something back home. So they don't have to dress to, to a they have to dress a certain kind of way to attract the the male. They can dress. They can have a whole coat on in the summertime and still look good and still be attractive. Mm. And for I, I guess for the men, it's e for the men it seems as as you can see at times it's easier for men to be sucked into the cheating part because the other women are watching. If a woman, woman wants somebody, when wants this man, they're gonna do their homework. They're gonna see what he likes. They're gonna do all this stuff. Oh, he like basketball? Well, I'm going to go to the gym, too. And next thing you see a girl shooting hoops, and every guy that sees a girl shooting hoops, oh, she goes, that's what? Oh, snap. And he go and come and say, oh, yeah, you got to fix your phone a little bit, and boom, you're in trouble. <laughs> okay. Let me post you up. Oh, let, me, let, me, let me post you up real quick. He's standing there, post up. And, he just, and he's like loving it, because his wife was look, his wife's not in the basketball, so he's like, oh, I got it. Pretty girl in the basketball, post me up, all this stuff. Let's so, so, Nate, I want to I, I pose a, a, a quick twist. Is this something that you have experience in? <laughs> Is this something you got experience in? No, post I, it up. I, I've, never, I've never experienced that. <laughs> Not in my lifetime have I ever experienced that. I, I see it from, I have, I mean, I have good friends and I got bad friends. I got okay friends and I got great friends. And, you know, some of my friends who are married, they are just the worst of friends. When it comes to it, I'm like, boy, you married. Like, shut up. All right. Okay. I'm not, you know, I'm not here to interrupt whatever. Oh, like, okay. But, but I mean, I don't judge. But when I know it's, it's wrong, like, like, if I, like, you know it's wrong. So let's not entertain my head. Oh, she can shoot. Hey, 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 you're on my team. Or, hey, you know what? I want the other team so she can post me up. And then, or whatever. And I'm like, bro, you wilding right now. And then they continue. And for the women, they, they, they they had this you know this I call it fraudulent this fraudulent uh girls night out girls night out is a setup okay okay the girls night out <laughs> enlighten the people enlighten the people look people you sit around or you're my girl with her girlfriend yeah it's a setup so why you think you're cool you and your boys chilling drinking a beer watching sports boxing whatever they out there. Hunting for the man, for the for the other guy, the entanglement. With the oh, okay. <laughs> they're hunting. Women are not going to be on a girls' night and just chill and drink wine and eat cheese and crackers. Okay, let's be serious. Okay, they're out there on the low, secretively trying to find another mate, just in case their main person slips up. They got somebody else on the side. You are being messy, man. Oh you man, there, real messy. <laughs> hey. Okay. I'm saying, yeah, yeah. He the must be, he guy. must be the messy guy. I'm not saying all women are doing that. Don't get me wrong. See, society is just making y'all think this whole thing. Oh, like women and this intuition trash. It's trash. It's not real. Okay. They use that as an excuse to do what they do. They investigate. You know what? If all these women had intuition, then why would we have less? Why are there less women in policing? That's, that's, that's the intuition. My intuition states that if you got all these senses, you should be in law enforcement arresting these criminals. 
Okay. It's something they use to do what they do. It's something they use so they can go through your phone. It's something they use to go through your mail. It's something they use to go through your bag. It's a oh my oh are you my bag? My inspiration told me who is that? Let me like like me can I meet her? Who's your intuition? <laughs> they use that to, right. to they 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 just use that to get to where they want to be and then be like oh and then and, and, and then when they're wrong they don't no apology. Oh my intuition is wrong and they just keep moving. But cheating is big and, and to, 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 I wrap it up. Cheating is big in marriages and. It, uh, in, in order for it to be a real concrete thing, they have to take the wedding vow as important as they want to breathe. That's okay. how um, it can work out. All right. Thank you for that, Nate, for your soliloquy. <laughs> um, <laughs> to to, to kind of, um, I don't want to close the question out yet. So there, so... Uh, there's a lot of conversation around that I hear and that I see on social media that if a married man likes a woman's picture, let's say on Instagram, that's cheating. Rob, how do you feel about so social media and the role that it plays in cheating? Well, my, as far as social media goes, you have to be, you, you do have to be respectable okay, in the way that you conduct yourself on social media. And I don't have an issue, and I think one thing when it comes to social media is, I don't have an issue with a spouse or a mate giving the, giving their significant other access to their social media, okay? Mm -hmm. So, for example, I have a Facebook page. My wife has complete access to that Facebook page. She doesn't have her own Facebook page, but Lauren, if Lauren asks me, let me see your, your phone, I want to look at your Facebook page, there's no way that I'm going to tell her no. They, you know, it's my page. You have no right to it, and I think that is the biggest thing when it comes to kind of like the cheating aspect. Social media can be a trap if you use it in a way that, of course, is not you know conducive to a uh, marriage. But a quick caveat on uh, cheating, and I say this: I mean, we don't make any bones or you know uh, uh, walk away from the fact that on this um, podcast, you know, we are. Um, Believers. Now, everything that we state is not going to be, oh, this is from what the church says. But I strongly believe that a man that does not love God cannot love a woman in the way that she needs to be loved in terms of protecting her and not cheating. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. If you're a guy that, that if, if you was like, oh, you know, guys who, um, you know, they don't have a belief system, it's easier for them to cheat. And I'll, and I'll be honest with you. If I wasn't a, a believer, and I told my wife this. If I wasn't a believer, there is possibility that I myself would be a cheater, okay? Because you have to understand that when it comes to cheating, no, it's not enough for oh, a woman, like I think a woman likes me, I'm just going to run away from her. That's not going to keep you from cheating, okay? The, the, uh, when it comes to cheating, people are a lot more sinister when, they, when it comes to uh, finding ways for you to cheat. As a man, you see a beautiful woman, there is something that draws your eye. As, as men, we're very visual, okay? We see a, a beautiful woman, we're going to, is going to divert our eyes, we're going to look at them, we're going to, you know, have thoughts. That's what men do, okay? When it comes to cheating, okay, you have to understand, you've got to be transparent. 
And that's, that's the biggest thing for me when it comes to warding off cheating as far as, far as social media. Three months into dating one, she had the passcode to my phone. Okay. She didn't ask for it. She didn't say, um, she didn't say, you know, I need this. I voluntarily gave it to her. Wow. Okay. Three months right. in? Three months in. Wow. Okay? Mm. And the reason why I did that was because I wanted to be intentional when it comes to cheating. If you're not actively, okay, cheating is not something that, oh, if somebody hits on me, then I tell them no. If, you, if that's how you look at cheating, you will end up cheating on, on your wife because you only will be ready when you see the battle coming to you. What you have to do, and I believe very strongly, you have to intentionally create ways so you're, so that that is not an issue for you in your marriage. So it's not something that you have to fight when it comes to your doorstep. I gave her the passcode three months in because I wanted her to understand my intentions were pure and that she would always be able to trust me. Okay? Mm. So three months. Three so, months in, bro. Three months in. I said, here. Here's the passcode to my phone. Mm. Okay? And... You gave uh, a key to your apartment, too? No. She didn't get a key to your apartment. <laughs> okay? But... I gave her a passcode, and I think that is one thing, because if you are serious about someone, okay, uh -huh. you are serious about someone, and your intentions are to be honest with that person and to create a life with that person, what what does a passcode, why does it need to be a passcode that she, that she can't see? What part of your life is there that she cannot see? This is a life partner that we're talking about, mm. not somebody you're in business with, not somebody you're a co-worker with. She is my life partner, okay? So it is my duty to make her feel secure. It is my duty to help her understand that I have the best intentions for her, okay? Mm. On top of the fact that she has access to my, or she has my passcode, if she wants to, she can track She can track my phone, okay? She can track my phone because I've never, because, and this is another thing, when it comes to cheating, okay? I, as a husband, this is how I feel, and I'm not going to put this on anybody else, okay? I'm not going to say, oh, this is how you should operate as a husband or as a wife. I'm telling you what I do in my in my marriage. Okay, mm -hmm. tell the people. Me, so so let me tell them. Okay, I will never leave my home without my wife knowing exactly where I am and when to expect me back. And that that never happens. I I never will leave my home without letting her know that I'm leaving the house and knowing letting her know where I'm going and when to expect me back. Okay, that's why you, you got a lot of people. Okay, who get cheated on who are accepting people coming in the house at 2 o'clock in the morning, accepting your significant other walking in the house at 3 a.m. Now, come on, man. What's open at 3 o'clock in the morning? The drugstore. Exactly. <laughs> the drugstore. Prescription booty meat. Okay? Okay? So that, to me, when it comes to warding off cheating, I think it needs to be intentional. It needs to be. My, as an individual, I have to make it so that even if I were to get, go nuts and, uh, you know, end up with somebody on some random night, you're going to, you literally have created a way that you're going to catch, catch yourself if you ever did anything stupid. Mm -hmm. That's why I feel it's intentional. And as a guy, guys who like, oh, um, my social media is my social media. My phone is my phone. If you're a boyfriend or girlfriend and y'all not really serious, hey, I have no problem. You can keep secrets. That's all you. Husband or wife, I don't understand how a husband or a wife can say, after you've committed your life to someone, can say there are parts of it that I, you don't have access to. Mm. 
I don't to me. I don't tell the people. Tell maybe, the people. Maybe maybe some people may feel differently about it, but as for me, as a mate and as a man, okay, I think it's your job to allow your wife to feel secure. This I know he's not cheating on me because, okay, mm. he is transparent. I've never caught him in a lie. You can ask Lauren right now. You can ask Lauren, and we've known each other uh, for for seven years, been married for five and a half. Has she ever, has she, have I ever lied to her? Has she ever caught me in a lie or, have I, or ever lied to her? Okay? Mm. Never. And it's not to say, oh, I'm such a great guy. No. You have to understand, you've got to be intentional when it comes to warding off cheating. So those are the two points I would say. All right. You don't, lo- you don't love God, there's a chance that you won't end up um, finding somebody else um, or end up cheating. Because that's I, I think that's the basis and that is the foundation you need to ward off from diverting from your marriage. And then secondly, you gotta be intentional about your business. You serious about your woman? That's one thing to say it, it's another thing to go ahead and actually put in actions that show it on a consistent basis. All right. Mm. Brother preaching over there. Mm. Um, Amen, hallelujah. Hallelujah, all right, all right, Ted. I just wanted to say sure. what, Rob, what Rob said, he said if he wasn't, if he wasn't a believer, then he would probably cheat. Um, first of all, that has nothing to do with being a believer, but you ain't got no morals. Second of all, um, if I wasn't a believer, I probably wouldn't, wouldn't get married because I'd probably be out here. All right, I'll stop. I'll stop right there. You an athlete. Right you are, <laughs> you are a former athlete. You would do what athletes do, right? <laughs> yeah, I'd be out here having four kids with four females, you know, out here playing on the nation. I think that was, I think that was a very wise decision for Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Great, 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 great points there. All right. To kind of shift a little bit to another important topic in marriage, we're going to start off with Lenny on this one. Lenny, how do you handle finances in your marriage? Talk to the people. Well, um, we talk a lot about it. We have like a little budget meeting one time and, uh, we, we will, uh, write down all the things that we paid for. So all the bills that we separately paid for, individually paid for, and then the bills that we do together, right? Um, and we will just talk about what can we drop, what can we, you know, what things that we do need, what things we don't need, what the, this and this and that, etc. And um, at the end of that, we really saw how much money is coming out of our account, and it's a lot. Right, so we try to save in the little things that we can save as much as possible between that. I have a little jar that I put in every time I get paid. I put in twenty dollars in, um, so it starts off something because we want to. We don't want to live in this apartment, and we want to do some other things. So we put money in a jar. Mm-hmm. Uh, loose change, we throw it. We put it in a jar. Um, I started this uh, little saving plan where each day, each month is a different pay. So January is the first month of the year. You pay um, $1 a day every single day, right? Mm-hmm. So for January. February is another uh, month. Second month, you pay $2 a day every day. And then you gradually go on through the month and you can almost get, at the end of the year, you almost get like, 
two so you get like a thousand dollars at the end of the year. Um, so that helped. Um, you do, you actually do. Uh, if you do one dollar January, two dollars February, and then twelve dollars a month every day on uh December, or, or that you get up to almost two grand a year saved. So that's mm. uh, I gotta go check like, that math. We can go check that math later yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. around 20, 21, 22 per year, you can get off doing that. So right. it's uh. Um, I'm starting to get back onto it. I stopped it for a while, and now I'm trying to get back onto it. Um, but it's just a way to save, and that's the the biggest thing about couples is you gotta have money you can pick out of. Without mm. that, I mean, what else can you do? Mm. You know what I'm saying? You need something you can pick out of, and so um, if you're just that negative every every month, I mean, it's gonna be a miserable month every month. You gotta have miserable months, and then I, I can't have that. So we try our hardest to uh, um, manage our money, and she's she's on the uh, groceries, so she take care of groceries. Uh huh. She takes care of that. Um, so she buys groceries once a month. She buys all the groceries that she needs for the month, and she that's it. And it's be it'll be like what two hundred bucks she pays for before the corona. It was a hundred and fifty dollars she spent. That was the max money she spent for the whole month of groceries. And they feed us for the whole month. And whatever is left is whatever. And we carry on to the next month. So it worked out where she saved so much money in the process that but since COVID came on, man, everything has gone up. So mm -hmm. so we have been spending double instead of, you know, so it, it, it's, it's harder now because of the COVID. But once it dies down and once we be able to spend less um would be a lot better but great points great points um before we go to ozzy um i kind of wanted to chime in on this one because this one is near and dear to my heart uh so in my household uh we have a joint account um where majority of the household bills are paid off are paid out of um we each we have a vacation account where we put money aside for trips so whether we do road trips or we fly to places, we pull, we have an account strictly for those expenses, hotel expenses and travel expenses. And then we each have our own checking and savings account. We have a joint checking and savings, and then we each have our own checking and savings for our own personal needs. Now, I remember um, when I got married, uh, one of my good friends told me that, why you got separate accounts from your wife? And I'm like, well, we have a joint account that pays all the bills. And then we have separate accounts for stuff that we want. Um, I don't, you know, for me, you know, it works for my household and, and we're fine. The bills get paid. Um, even during when I lost my job and we were, um, you know, due to COVID and, and we're going through the process here. Um, I was still able to pay um, the bills that need to be paid. I was still able to pay them, and we didn't we didn't skip a beat. You know, uh, when you have a partner and you guys manage money well, um, that's a big plus to your marriage. Um, I want to hear from some, from some of the other brothers. Um, so we'll go with Ozzy. Ozzy, how do you handle finances in your in your in your marriage? 
Well, uh, we do it pretty smoothly and pretty equally. Uh, one thing that I've learned, especially from my uh, brother, I remember Rob telling me this um, the night before my my wedding, and he, I went up to his ho- his hotel hotel room. We sat down and talked. It was him and Lauren, and they told me, you know, um, to to not let finances be a be something that you fight about. Um, and just find, find a plan that works. And so we, um, since, since, since I am on a salary, I get a consistent pay every month. She is, she is, um, commission based. So pretty much I have two, two separate accounts. Um, she has one and then we have a joint. Okay. The, The joint account that we have, we do not spend money out of. Um, that is strictly some that's strictly an account that we put our half of the bills in. So we'll do our uh, our mortgage, and the way that we do it, there's there's our bills, and then there's your bills, mm-hmm. and, and your bills is bills that you have accrued on your own by your choice. So um, so like we have our mortgage. Um, our power bill, of course, our um, cable bill, um, and that stuff. That's one bill. Our gym bill. Since 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 we both go into the same gym, the bill that is separate that I must pay out of my own uh, a separate account is my car payment because because I didn't have one, and then I chose to buy a car, so that's now my that's my bill. Mm-hmm. Um, my own personal bill is my phone. Um, we don't have a joint plan. She is on her father's business account. I have a mile phone. And so we, we really, we do a good job is we, we owe our joint account and X amount of money. I pay a little bit more than her, but we joint, we owe that account and X amount of money. And you must pay that, pay that account, that amount of money. We also have a kind of a in-home, uh, safe that we put money in. Um, I know I'm saying this on the radio show. Don't don't come by my house and rob me. Um, but we but we have. Uh, Ozzy, if you can share your address with the listeners, <laughs> yeah. that'd be that'd be great. Make sure so, your house is not listed on Google. <laughs> it, is it is not. So so we have that where we can um, where we can go and if we have let's just say something happens and we have to pay something a really quick cash we we can do that um if we have a trip that we're planning for then we can either uh save our half in our personal accounts or put or put that money in a safe um and so we we do a really good job i think of just really just being balanced if something happened to where i couldn't afford something or hey you know i'm stuck then we do have enough have that safe that can be our bailout plan. But the one thing that we do that's very important is if you take from that safe, then you owe that safe. Okay. Um, if you take from the joint account to purchase something of your own, then when it's your time to put your half of the money in, you got to put a little bit more because you owe the account back. Mm. And so as we, so we, so we use our account as our bank. So, okay. you know, if you you must pay that bank back. And I think um, I have my own savings account and she does too. And then we have a safe that works as a savings account as well. So we, so we just, um, 
I like our plan for for us. It's something that's important. Each each marriage, you know, kind of has their own thing. You know, don't let don't let anybody tell you you have to do this because this is what works. No, you do what works in your marriage and what's going to be comfortable for both people in the marriage, and um, it should work fine. All right, thank you, Nate. Um, we want to hear from the we want to hear from the book of Nate. <laughs> What are your thoughts on uh, finances and marriage? <laughs> the book um, of Nate. I agree with uh, what um, Ozzy was saying, and you also with um, being able to have your own account for your own stuff. Like um, I always um, spoke about that when I spoke to my friends on marriage. Like have your own account for your own stuff. Like sometimes you want to buy yourself something instead of jumping into the joint account, taking out from what you guys want to buy for yourselves. You can. Go ahead and have your own account. You know, hey, every payday I'm putting $100 in my account. I want this piece for my, I want this payment. It's like $800. Well, she might not like that in your man cave. This is your man cave. So, hey, every paycheck, I'm putting $100 in my account. Then I get my payment and um, all that stuff. I, um, I believe that when it comes to finances, that it's always a compromisable situation is never one person is paying the bill the other one just spending all the money it should be um hey the mortgage is twelve hundred dollars a month or whatever it is so we automatically know we both splitting two hundred dollars from that and then we gotta and then we have the power the gas and whatever um hoa fees and all the uh, and all the extra stuff so we know hey this is what we're gonna put out together instead of one person putting out all the money um, all right. by themselves they can do it um, together, and it saves you guys money in the long haul. Um, and, and no one ha and no one has to have the whole thing on their head. And I got to pay the mortgage and all the bills, and she got to pay for the groceries, but the groceries are nowhere near the bills of the house. Mm -hmm. um, so, so you got to have a compromisable um, position on that when it comes to financing. To and also getting into, I mean, the stocks, getting into other. Um, getting stocks and bonds and all, and all that stuff is, a, is a, a good things too for saving money, as well as getting in on something that brings you back residual income. Um, whether it's something as a small thing, like for instance, like if you want to sell wine. Okay. okay. <laughs> Shameless plug. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Go right ahead, brother. Go ahead, brother. <laughs> I mean, if, like like me personally, I'm in a I'm in a few. Um, opportunities to where I have residual income. So whether it's dream trips, core adventures, um, selling wine for one hope is something that you can do together to make some money on the side that you can put in a different account. You can say this account is for all our residual income and that account for us going on vacations or buying us a big, you know, thing that we both want to buy. All right. That goes to that. And you can have that money. Also you can say this is for the kids when they want something, a video game or something, that's the stash of money we're going to take it from, or whatever you want to be. Or you can build a fund for your kid. All right. that thing, so. Interesting, interesting. So to kind of throw, um, I'm going to throw a little curveball to this question about financing, because we know financing can be, financing leads to a lot of divorce. Um, there's a big percentage, and, and I think last time I looked at the numbers, it was, um, infidelity was number, um, either one or two and finances, no, um, infidelity was number one and then finances 
usually is the number two. Sometimes based on the month could be the number one um, reason for divorce. So when it comes to, you know, so a lot of the brothers talked about the different accounts and having separate accounts for this and joint accounts to pay household bills. Um, the curveball I want to throw in there is major purchases. So we, so we know that purchasing a home is a major purchase. But let's just say um, one of the folk, one of the members, whether it's the husband or the wife, um, want a car. Um, is it okay for your spouse to go to go ahead and go buy a car without letting you know if they're paying for it out of their own account? So we want to go. We want to go <laughs> to Rob with that one. This is a curveball question, but for big purchases like let's say buying a car, um, are you okay with your spouse going out to buy a car without your input? John, you must be smoking some good weed. Today. <laughs> <laughs> In this way, because basically, no, because there's no way that if you guys are a team. And you guys, that that would be acceptable for any partner to go. Because basically what you're doing is you're adding a bill to the household without having the say of someone who's helping pay that bill, okay? Okay. So uh, the way that we handle, you know, finances, of course, we have one account where everything is paid out of, including car notes. Mm -hmm. So just because it's your car note doesn't mean that it's coming out of the main joint account. Every bill we pay, Lone and I pay, comes out of that main account. Okay. okay, that's how that's, that's how we operate. So if it came down to a big purchase like a car that's going to be a monthly bill over and over again, that has to come with the main account. Both people got to know, and I think that's important to have. When you're talking about a bill, somebody saying, "Oh, I'm going to pay handle this on my own." That is interesting to me because the way that we handle it, like I said, there's the main account that pays all the bills. Mm -hmm. We have a savings account. Okay, that um, we that we have this, this joint. And then we have another account, basically, that depending on what the situation is, if it's a trip we're saving for, if it's something else that we're saving for, that, that's that other account, okay? All right. Now, on top of that, every time we get paid, we have to make sure that we pay ourselves, okay? Mm -hmm. So we have we both we both have our own personal checking and savings account, too. So a lot of what you guys are doing in terms of, and I think a lot of brothers share the, kind of the same sentiment, they have their own account, that they handle for their own thing. So, for example, if I'm buying a birthday present and I want to surprise her, but we only have one account, she's gonna know what's coming. Right. Obviously, if I'm gonna buy it for her, it'll be it'll be from my own personal account, mm -hmm. and then that way I can surprise her. You know, do nice things. So that's how that works. But when it comes to making major purchases, and that's one of the reason why people get in trouble in marriages. If you're bold enough to go ahead and drive up with a new car, obviously that your spouse is gonna know you got a new car. Y'all live in the same house. Right. You drive it up with something brand new that you weren't driving yesterday. And then all of a sudden to say, oh, I'm going to handle it. That tells me that is interesting because then that's a huge amount of money that is separate or not accounted for. That's That'd be interesting. Mm -hmm. That's a, a very interesting conversation. I would like to see you know couples that handle it that way. If you know, What is the ramifications of that kind of uh, you know action? Because you're talking about a major purchase that's going to be spending, it's going to cost you, you know, thousands of dollars uh, down the road, and you do that solely by yourself. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. That's scary. 
that's where people, I, you can see people getting in arguments over um, finances when you're not, you know, uh, transparent with what's going on in terms of the financial part and making big purchases like that. And anything like that, we come together and we have a budget. We budget everything and we say, okay, we got a, I got a nice Excel spreadsheet at home that accounts for the money that we take out for us personally. And then, of course, whatever we spend on bills and, uh, of course, all the household items that we have to handle on a monthly basis. So I think when it comes to major purchases, yeah, you got to communicate with that. All right. You got you to gotta communicate. Awesome. All right, folks. So we've dived into the cheating. We've, we've talked about finances tonight. We talked about the different roles of a husband and a wife in marriage. We're going to close out with one more question for tonight. And we're going to start this question with Rob. And the question is going to be, how has the reality of your marriage matched up to your expectation of marriage? So we'll start off with Rob, and then we'll have Ozzy chime in, and then we'll close out with Lenny. So, Rob? So as far as expectations, you know, you the only expectations that you could ever have prior to being married are kind of expectations that you've seen, you know, from other, uh, you know, couples, your parents, you know, those are your expectations are. You expect everything to be happy. You expect growth. But I think for me, what I learned about marriage is that I was not as good a communicator as I thought I was, okay? And I think early on in uh, Lauren, Lauren, in your know, mind marriage, we struggled when term when it came to communication. And I think that's one of the things that's really um, I think uh, been a blessing, you know, for the both of us. Because uh, I think we've both become better communicators. I know especially for myself, I've become a lot better when it comes to uh, communication. But as far as the expectations, you know, it's it's tough because you are mi are missing your life or, you know, combining your life with somebody else. So a lot of the things that you think you're doing as a bachelor that you are thinking are so easy and so, uh, you know, acceptable, you start to learn very quickly that they don't fly with somebody else. Right. And I really, and that is, and that's the best thing about marriage. It's a wake up call because you realize, yes, you are no longer living on your own, but it's important to understand for me, marriage is added to my life. Okay. Because it's not like if I need time to myself, I can't get it. It's not like if I need somebody to talk to, to kind of um, share something that I don't have that person. And also uh, being able to just really have somebody that you can, that you know is on your side and on your team. So it's extremely important, I think, when it comes to expectations. You can have what it is you think marriage is, but believe you me, marriage is nothing like you can expect because you don't know. And you really you don't know somebody until you you know live with them and commit to them and are married with them and seeing them on a daily basis. So expectations, uh, I think, are important. But as far as my own expectations, marriage was nothing like I um, I would say nothing like I expected it to be. Like it was going to be just an easy um, you know flow. It takes growth. It takes commitment, and it takes being selfless. And I think that's one of the main reasons why you have a lot of people who don't want to do it or don't care for marriage because they see the sacrifice part. They see you have to be selfless and you can't be about yourself. Mm -hmm. But 
I would, but to be honest, marriage is so much more rewarding, okay, than being single. Single is fun for a time, but marriage is very rewarding. And you have, but you've got to be committed to it. So I think expectation-wise, at a certain period of time, you have to put your expectations over to the side and be honest and be real and be committed to growing with that person. Yeah, that's the only way a marriage is going to get uh, better is if there's active growth going with both parties. All right. And I think that's how you kind of wrestle the expectations of what really happens. All right. Ozzy, talk um, to the people. All right. So with marriage, with the, with the expectation compared to the reality, um, I will say this. My expectation was everything was going to be peachy. Everything was going to be glorious. You know, I was... I was 25 and when I got married, so I was really excited about, you know, what the future held. It was going to be all fun and gravy. And um, I'm going to be honest, uh, it, it was tough. It was tough. Um, it was tough because I had to learn. I had to learn um, to do some things. When you're dating and you get an argument and into a fight, you can just say, all right, man, but I'm not going to talk about this anymore. And I'm going to call it a day. And then you go to sleep in your bed and she goes to sleep in her bed. It's over with, you know. But when you're married and you argue and fuss and fight, you, the, the silent treatment or I ain't talking about it, that don't really work. And it's not like you can argue and then say, I, I'm going to go sleep in my bed. You know, y'all are going to be together. One thing that my parents told taught me was don't ever go to sleep upset uh, with each other. And so I learned that, you know, everything is not going to be peachy. The first few months was really hard. Um, the honeymoon stage ended super fast. Uh, it was hard because I had to learn to better communicate to really have an effective marriage. My, I always thought, you know, when you're married, you're going to argue and you're going to be mad at each other, but you, but, but it's great. It's fun. You know, you'll, you'll figure it out. And that first few months I was like, man, I don't know if I want this. This is not life. Um, you know, I, this is not freedom. This is not happiness. And we had to really learn how to communicate. And that's what saved us, you know, early was we communicated and marriages work. That's, that's what it is. Like a lot of people think and they expect it to be super easy. It is work. You're working um, with your spouse to make sure that you're building something that, that you want to eventually bring kids, bring kids into something that you can both appreciate and want to be a part of, not just for five months for, for one year, but y'all, but y'all want to be a part of y'all's partnership forever. You know, it's not a work, work, a partnership where if I have a work partner, I would eventually say, you know, I want some bigger and better things. I'm moving on. There ain't no bigger and better things from your wife. Okay, you know, you, you, you want to make sure that you got the best things, you know, every day is a brand new day to get to get your marriage a, um, a better. It's a project. It's not perfect. And um, so the one thing I learned was it's work, man. And mm. the, the beauty of it is if you really know that you chose the right person is when the work is fun. Like for us, the work is fun. There's nobody else in the world I'd rather do that work with. There's nobody else that I'd rather build 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 a life with, and that's fun fun for me. 
But if you're married a, to a person where it is weighing you down, then you got to really assess is that the right person for you. I'm excited because I don't feel weighed down. I'm excited about what we're what we're we're going to build, and that's just something that it took time, and I'm happy that we're there. Mm, awesome, Lenny, your thoughts. Well, um, all I could say is she expected a lot out of me when we got married. Um, my expectations for her was so high, but hers were, for me was very high. Uh, she expected me to do a lot of things that I wasn't, I guess you could say, ready for. Mm -hmm. I wasn't ready to grow into the role yet. Um, uh, I think that was my biggest thing, to grow into the role as a man and as a husband. Um, and I'm slowly getting there. I'm slowly growing into that role and slowly growing. And she's appreciating me to uh, for growing into the role instead of me instead of her thinking that I'm rushing into it. Um, and you think you're ready when you get married uh, to get in that role, but for the most part, you're not because um, it's just totally different. You're turning from somebody you're normally depending on yourself, and you're doing your thing, and now you gotta take care of somebody else. So it's, it's really, really tough um, on, on my part, I'd say, um, to try to do that. I've never been in that situation, never been in that, been a person that's always been on, on my spot myself or alone or then had to be with somebody um, and, 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 and rely on, or and not rely on them, but, you know, trust them and to do the right things and stuff like that. Um, but uh, it expectations we don't really have any expectations i can say um all i can really say is is from dating and then to marriage um is it was a total 180 of how something so small can make a laugh this time but in marriage it's like oh uh it's not that funny no more you know they're like uh we used to play we used to um play video games all the time me and her we used to play uh game video games and um, used to have fun playing them. And then now we're like, we barely even play no more. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm -hmm. I play it myself, but she doesn't. Um, and then we had, that used to be our fun time where we got to play together and play a, a game together and it was fun. And now we don't do that no more. It's kind of like, okay, we got to find something else that we can do. Um, so really it was just uh, trying to adjust we had, we had we had to i had to do a lot of adjusting um in my, in my marriage and she had to do a lot of patience and adjusting um because i'm not a very uh forward guy um and i'm not a guy that's gonna get things done right then and there i have to you gotta give me time had to give me a little bit of time to get it done but she wants it done right now type thing and uh, that was that's that right there got me a little like, can I get can I get something? Can I like can you like relax a little bit? Can you be patient? I'm like, no, I can't be patient. I'm like, you know, I just gotta just get it done. So I I was really really you know skeptical about uh, is she really the <laughs> the one I wanted to rest, spend the rest of my life with? Because <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, it's like uh, I gotta hear this all the time. No, I don't want to hear this all the time. 
But um, it worked out to a point where I'm pushing myself to get there faster and complete the project, complete, here say complete the task or complete that faster. And um, I'm getting better on that, and she's liking that, and she's she's, you know, proud of me and and pushing me to do do more and do better. Um, so I'm really grabbing the role as a husband and father, and um, not father as a husband and a and a man. Right. <laughs> well, say father. I'm like I'm like. Hey, father. That'll be new news. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> yes. Breaking news. Husband and a man, and uh, I'm really uh, embracing that role, and I'm um, really looking forward for the rest of our lives together. Awesome, thank you for that. Um, I want to, before we go to the book of Nate, um, to, to to close out to close out this uh, segment, um, I wanted to say on this topic, um, for me, um, the expectation, uh, you know, was it what I expected? Um, Kind of, sort of. Um, I kind of kept my expectations very low. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Boys. I'm joking. Um, I kept my expectations, you know, sort of. Somebody sleeping in the car tonight. <laughs> no, no. Um, the one thing I got to say about my wife is she became my friend first before we got married. So we built a very strong friendship first before marriage. And so, like, my expectations of marriage to be if i'm gonna be honest with the people um the expectation i didn't set the bar that high um but i knew that that i needed work um she was she was the right person for me um and i know that i needed um some work and that we would grow together like for the first year or so we had some trials and tribulations um, in the marriage, but what kept the marriage, um, moving forward is because of the friendship we built. That friendship we built, um, helped during the, during the tough times of our marriage. You know, just to kind of share with you, when we got married, um, a week after we came back from our honeymoon, our home was, uh, our home was robbed. And we lost, um, a TV of mine was stolen, iPad, and I had a camera that had the last batch of pictures that I didn't get a chance to download to my computer. Um, and they stole that, but they left the computer. The computer that had all the pictures and stuff, they left that, but they stole my, they stole the luggage, they stole the TV, they stole my iPad and my camera. And that was tough. Because here we are, we're living in this house, and a week into the marriage, we're like, we don't feel safe here. And so, you know, having to navigate, having to navigate through that. And then, you know, we we had some other issues that, that happened that happened um early on in, in the marriage. But you know, we had to work through it. And we found a way to work through those issues, and we are better and stronger for today. Um, I want to stress to people who may be thinking, who who are listening to this podcast and are thinking about getting married or want to get on to the path of um, marriage is be friends first. Build the friendship first. 
Because at the end of the day, when the marriage is having what I call the trials and tribulations of marriage, you have something to fall on is that friendship. Build the friendship first. Um, and then, you know, you, you can think about um, the marriage. Um, to sort of wrap up our show, we want to hear, we want to close out to see if, if, you know, from the book of Nate, if he has any um, final words he wants to share um, before we wrap up this episode. So, Nate? Yes, I'm here. How you guys doing tonight? That's good. Um, when, it, um, when it comes to the um, expectation and what's really happening right now um, in your marriages, um, the thing is, like you were joking about it, like some people come into their marriages with low expectations. And then when, when, it's, when all of a sudden they're married for so many years and like, wow, this is not what I expected, it's a good thing. Others, it, they come in low, and at times it will drag them down because they're like, this is what I expected, this is what I'm getting, and it may drag them down and it may drag them out of their marriage. And people, whether it's a male or female, well, husband or wife, at times they don't even expect to be married at the point they're married at. It's like the other person wanted to get married so fast and was talking about it so much, and their friends were like, we all get married, and she's like, oh, I want to get married, too, so that she forced, it's not really forced, but kind of kind of coerced the husband to marry before he wants to get married. Like, for like me, for some men, or like me, whatever, I want to be all the way stable myself. So I want to be, I'm not saying I, I want to have a house, but I got an apartment, whatever, but I want to be stable financially, spiritually, emotionally, all that stuff before I bring somebody else into my life to say forever or for worse, death or apart. I'm not going to be half-assing things and then trying to bring somebody in to even half-ass even more. It doesn't make sense. Mm. Um, I'm not going to be struggling myself just to bring somebody else in that's not struggling, but since I'm struggling and then my other home. I'm bringing them down, and that we all struggle. It's not gonna work like that. So you have to establish for all listeners. If you wanna, I'm not married, so you know, don't take any advice from me. No, you don't have to. But <laughs> I have parents who are married for over forty plus years. I have a grandmother and grandfather married for till death do them part. Well, death did them part. So I am I'm raised and learn and I got brothers married so I, I gotta know something like you gotta take something out of something um like John said um previously you have to be friends first and when you even when you get married like some men women oh I got them so I'm good like they get comfortable don't get comfortable continue to be in that search go back to the days that you were yearning and chasing and running red lights for this woman, go back to that person every single day. So, so continue to chase the woman. Women, continue to chase that man that you were, oh, girl, I saw him in the morning, he was cute, and blah, blah, blah. Go back to that time. Those times are lost when it comes to marriage. When it comes to marriage, I got them. She's stuck you know, on paper. She can't go nowhere, all that good stuff. Yes, she can. She's going to find little Jody or Tyrone on the side. Okay? To avoid all, to avoid all that, 
continue to chase her, make her feel secure. Our job is men. The only so like earlier I took my roles, and the only single role, like I think every role is to be cut in half. Like the man to cook to clean. Um, women, I had I had stories from work of people that are married that their women do their laundry. I don't believe in that. For me, this is me. I know our parents told us how to do laundry with little kids. We're like 10, I was doing laundry, folding, ironing clothes, and everything. So I don't feel like a woman should be doing my laundry when my clothes are done. I can do it myself. Um, but for the only soul, and I know some of y'all looking at me crazy because y'all wired me a laundry. Just do it yourself. Anyway, pick <laughs> um, <laughs> your own clothes that you put on and clean it yourself. Anyway, um, All right, um, brother. Oh, y'all mad. I know y'all mad. See, I. No, we're not mad. We're not mad. <laughs> but I watch clothes too. That, um, <laughs> we gotta understand something here: that the only sole job a man has is be the security of the woman when it comes to the role. Other than that, every other role is shareable. We can compromise. We can, you know, alternate. But the sole role, a woman should not be the protector of a man. That's that's something wrong with that. The man has to be the sole protector. He's the protector now. Of course, if he's not there, then she'll protect the household or the children. But when a man is there, your job is to protect the household and everything that's in it. Mm. Don't be the you, you can't be if you hear a bang outside, you can't be the one running in the closet talking about go check it out. What are you doing? Like what are you here for? So and if she go out there with a gun and shoot somebody, she might leave you. Because you can't protect her. Mm. Your job is to make her feel safe a thousand percent of the time. There shouldn't be that one time where she's walking with you and she's like so scared. Or, no, she knows my man got me, so I'm good. And mm. um, we're all together, like John said earlier, it's the, we have a team to be friends, fight for each other. When you argue, don't go to bed arguing. Fix it, go to sleep. And keep moving. No argument should, because y'all argued prior to being married. So I'm, I'm hoping you did. If you didn't, then you should be married. But um, when you argue, just instead of the issue with, with arguments at times, like I don't like arguing. I have plenty of girlfriends, like 50 of them. And I don't like arguing. I like, I mean, I'm going to talk to you. Like, while you're yelling at me, I'm actually talking to you. So you're pretty much yelling at yourself. You're just yelling for no reason. I'm talking, regular tone. I'm not raising my voice. I'm listening. I'm, I'm not trying to talk over you. I'm, and then they get upset when you're not animated like, 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 like they are, and they yell more. Like, talk to each other. Stop yelling because you can't understand half the things you say anyway. Have a conversation. Just keep, don't argue. Just have a conversation. What, what I'm trying to say. Just keep on having conversations instead of arguments. Mm. And y'all laugh forever. All right. Thank you, Nate, from the Book of Nate. <laughs> the best advice. Give you guys some advice in your in, in your marriages. Well, folks, this was part two of the trilogy. We have one more part. And that part's going to focus on how to stay married, how to keep that longevity in your in your marriage. We want to thank we want to thank all the brothers for sharing their input and their advice. And we want to thank you, the listener. For listening to our podcast. Till next time, see you all later on.
Peace. Follow us on Instagram at Six Sides of Life or via email at Six Sides of Life at gmail.com. Peace. We love you. Oh, <laughs>